0: This is an audio version of the blog on Key Feature 1, The Best for Every Child. This blog is the first in a series based around the 7 key features of effective practice, found in the revised non statutory Guidance Development Matters, September 2020. This series aims to explore these new features further in order to help you understand what they mean for you and your practice in the context of the revised Early Years Foundation Stage 2021 Framework. Each feature is broken down into bullet points, we will consider each in turn to gain a greater understanding of the feature as a whole and what it means for Early Years Education. The first bullet point states that all children deserve to have an equal chance of success. This highlights the importance of every child having equal opportunities to learn and to do their best. The points that follow prompt us with topics to consider when we work towards making learning accessible for every child. We can think about what high quality education involves, the role of disadvantage, the reality of the attainment gap, the effect of difficult experiences for children, building an inclusive setting, and addressing SEND. The second statement, high quality early education is good for all children, it is especially important for children from disadvantaged backgrounds. This gets us thinking about what high quality education looks like and why it is particularly important for disadvantaged children. High quality education, although often discussed and referenced, is not easy to define. As the Early Intervention Foundation identifies, there remains a lack of clarity as to what this high quality provision looks like in practice. They have, however, identified two ways of exploring early years provision quality. One, through considering structural quality, which are things that are easier to observe and measure, such as child to staff ratios, teacher training, continuous professional development and group size. The second is process quality, which focuses on children's daily experiences, such as routines and interactions between children and practitioners. The Education Policy Institute report called Teaching Pedagogy and Practice in Early Years Childcare, and the EIF report, Structural Elements of Quality Early Years Provisions, elaborate on these features of quality in early years education. The Educational Policy Institute, EPI report, has a particular emphasis on the iron triangle, which is made up of child-to-staff ratios, group size and training, and professional development. The report confirms the importance of these factors on the effect of quality and gives us a focus when we think about quality in our own settings. What do your ratios and group sizes look like in your setting? How do you plan for continuous professional development? We can reflect on these elements to help us consider what high quality care can involve and how it looks in our practice. In Julian Grenier's guidance, working with the revised earliest foundation stage, principles into practice, he also makes reference to the importance of structural and process quality, and adds that high quality settings understand the different needs and experiences of individual children, their families, and their communities. This helps add to our understanding of what high quality care can include. High quality education has a particular impact on disadvantaged children as it can provide an opportunity to narrow the attainment gap, which we will expand on in the next section. The third statement builds on the previous reference to disadvantage, stating that when they start school, children from disadvantaged backgrounds are on average four months behind their peers. We need to do more to narrow that gap. This statement references the EPI report, Education in England, Annual Report 2020 and the early years foundation stage profile results from 2018 to 2019. The EPI report shows the analysis of the disadvantage gap across regions in England. On average, the national disadvantage gap in 2019 was 4.6 months. The disadvantage gap is calculated by comparing attainment of disadvantaged children and their peers. The EIF defines a pupil as disadvantaged if they have been eligible for free school meals at any point in the last six years and non-disadvantaged if they have not. The EYFS profile results show evidence that the percentage of the inequality gap has risen to 32.4% in 2019. This gap is calculated as a percentage difference between the mean average of the lowest 20% and the median for all children. What does all this mean? These references provide evidence for the attainment gap statement. This statement aims to raise awareness of the attainment gap and how widespread it is across England. As early years providers, we need to be aware of the impact of disadvantage, as well as the positive impact we are able to have on narrowing this gap. Early years education has the potential to help close this gap through high quality provision, as is emphasised in this quote from the Attainment Gap Report. Early years education has huge promise in preventing the attainment gap becoming entrenched before children start school. If you would like to read more about the Attainment Gap Report, you may like to look at pages 16 and 17 of the document where key lessons learnt are shared. These can be a useful source for reflective discussion. The fourth statement is children who have lived through difficult experiences can begin to grow stronger when they experience high quality early education and care. This statement prompts us to consider difficulties children experience as well as the positive effect our work can have on children's health and development. Children can encounter a range of difficult experiences in early childhood and it is important for us to be aware of what these can involve and their impact. One way to consider difficult experiences is by learning about adverse childhood experiences ACEs. The term ACEs was developed for an American Health Survey as they sought to understand the relation between ACEs and health conditions. ACEs can include experiences of domestic violence, limited or no parental contact through separation or divorce, neglect, abuse which can include physical, sexual or emotional abuse, living in a household with adults who have substance abuse problems limited contact with family members through disagreements or alternative circumstances such as a family member in prison living with an adult with a mental health condition aces can impact a child's physical development affecting how their brain and body develops Children that experience four or more ACEs have a significantly increased risk of poor health outcomes across their life course, compared with those with no ACEs. ACEs can help us understand the stress a child may be dealing with and how it can affect them. An awareness of them and their impact can help us to better understand children's behaviour and recognise signs of distress. We can help children that have experienced ACEs to regulate their stress response system through self-regulation and teaching them techniques to be calm, such as using mindfulness. Julian Grenier also makes reference to difficult experiences and talks about risk factors that can negatively impact children's health and development. The factors which are not included in the ACEs are unemployment, low income, job stress, poor and overcrowded housing and being discriminated against. Both ACEs and these risk factors help us to understand children's experiences better and the possible consequences for their health and behaviour. This understanding should be used to help us understand how best to support children in our care and recognise the importance of the relationships we build with children and developing their personal, social and emotional development. The fifth and final statement high quality early education and care is inclusive. Children's special educational needs and disabilities are identified quickly. All children promptly receive any extra help they need so they can progress well in their learning. This statement prompts us to think about how we make our setting inclusive to all children and how prepared we are for supporting children with SEND. Let's first address inclusivity. There are several references in the EYFS statutory framework that refer to equality for both children and practitioners. The EYFS seeks to provide children with equality of opportunity and anti-discriminatory practice, ensuring that every child is included and supported. Equality is a vital part in doing the best for every child, and we should think about how we uphold equality in our settings, through parent relationships, interactions with children, and the environment itself. It is important to take time in our professional development to reflect on equality and diversity in our settings, and how we take into account the diversity in our own local areas and communities to ensure all children feel valued and included. Just like disadvantaged children, there is a considerable gap between Attainment for Children Children with special educational needs and or disabilities make less progress than other children, even when they have similar development when they start. Which again highlights how important it is to ensure we have accessible and inclusive settings. It is important to take the time to observe children who might not be progressing as expected and communicate closely with parents about how best to support them. If progression does not improve, talking to the parents about sourcing help from external agencies should come next. Working well with outside agencies that have specialist expertise can be hugely impactful for children with SEND and can be a big step towards providing the best for every child. Conversations around SEND will not only be limited to adults, but as with everything, children are innately curious about difference and will have their own questions. It is important to always be clear, honest and positive in your response. If you do not yet feel confident supporting SEND in your setting, there are lots of wonderful resources you can draw on to expand your knowledge. In conclusion, we have explored many elements that contribute to the first feature of effective practice, the best for every child. This feature highlights the importance of high quality education and care and the impact it can have on children, especially those that are disadvantaged. It is important for us to be aware of the role of disadvantage from an early age so that we can keep it in mind and work to narrow the attainment gap. The best for every child means making sure that every child has the same opportunity to learn and do their best, to make sure our settings are inclusive and accessible for all children. So it can be useful to think about the needs of your children, their families and the community. From there you can identify where there may be barriers to learning and how to overcome them. To help work towards providing the best for every child, consider how you can regularly reflect on support for disadvantaged children children with SEND, and how you will promote equality and diversity. We are here to support you on this journey and will be creating materials to help you reflect on more specific aspects of your practice to ensure the best for every child. Please feel free to reach out if you have any specific suggestions for CPD. Here are some questions to help you reflect. When you think about your local area, what needs come to mind? How does your provision reflect those needs? What do you have in your setting that promotes equality? Do you have books that represent differences in your local community? Do you feel confident supporting SEND?